This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. When you have time, take a moment and subscribe to the Kelly and Company podcast. All you have to do is use your favorite podcast platform. Do a search, Am I Audio, Kelly and Company, Kelly and Company, Am I Audio, whatever's easiest. And when you find us, please just subscribe. That way you can listen to the show in its complete form, or you can listen to the segments parceled out and made available to you. So if you have that favorite contributor you want to go and check out, you can do that by finding that segment. Or maybe you join us halfway through a segment. Go back and enjoy it via the Kelly and Company podcast. Available using your favorite podcatcher. And while you're in there, if you don't mind, give us a rating and review. I'm Kelly McDonald, Ramya Muthan, my co-host. Let's get to this very valuable conversation leading up to tomorrow. So tomorrow, September 30th, 2022, and it marks the second annual day for Truth and Reconciliation. The day honors the lost children and survivors of residential schools, their families and communities um, all around Canada in Indigenous communities. We're going to learn more about the day and the progress that we've hopefully made since the last day for Truth and Reconciliation um, with Brenda Gunn, Academic and Research Director at the National Centre for Truth and Reconciliation. Brenda, thanks for coming back on Kelly and Company. Well, thank you so much for inviting me back. So the National uh, Center for Truth and Reconciliation, there's a lot going on, first of all, with uh, everything that you were planning and um, doing for for information and for everybody out there. But how are you going about recognizing the day slash week, for that matter? Yeah, so the National Center for Truth and Reconciliation actually doesn't just sell out and recognize National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, we actually engage in a full week of activities. Mm-hmm. And so starting on Monday, we had programming that we uh, created for school children. So this year, our programs aimed at eight, grades one all the way through grade 12 in Sejok. So we have spent the week supporting classrooms and teachers in a process of education and learning about the history and legacy of residential schools and celebrating Indigenous peoples' cultures and languages as they work to address some of the impacts of residential schools. Fantastic. Yeah. Brenda, uh, can we look a little bit back because we kind of would love that opinion and, and viewpoint of it's been one year since the federal government passed the legislation to mark September 30th as the National uh, Day for uh, Truth and Reconciliation. What, if any, changes do you feel have have transpired or, or can you point to that we should be stopping and saying, yes, yes? So... I think one of the things that we really notice here at the National Center is that the public generally are really engaged and people want to know more. Mm -hmm. And in fact, one of the research projects we participate in is the Reconciliation Barometer. And the data that came out this year shows that there's been an increase in the number of Canadians who say they've heard of residential schools. And so we are seeing progress, I think, in Canadians knowing that residential schools happened. 
But what we still need to do work on, I think, is deepening the learning and understanding beyond just the fact that residential schools happen, but understanding how the legacy of residential schools continues to impact Indigenous peoples and Canada generally. Now, you mentioned the the actual statistics, right? When you send out the questions, what responses are you getting? Is it all measurable, Brenda? I mean, I feel like the answer is no, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. You know, because the the learning is so individual. And even as you say, the, the programming that you're offering for uh, grade one to grade 12 students, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, yeah. You know, the, the way that a first grader takes in um, what the date recognizes is so different from me, a 29-year-old, who would take in what the day is right. recognizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, what we see and what we've asked through the reconciliation barometer is, you know, first, have you heard of residential school and this history at all? And so more people are saying, yes, they've heard of it. But what we still see when we ask specific questions about how much do you know about the calls to action how much do you know about the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, which was referred to as the framework for reconciliation in Canada? Mm-hmm. How much do you know about the National Inquiry into Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Girls Calls for Justice? Unfortunately, people still say mostly very little. You know, there's not a lot of people that have that deeper knowledge. So that's why at the Centre we really work to do education for um you know, for all age ranges. And so beyond the school program, tomorrow we're doing a broadcast where we'll uh, have survivors and performers and really provide space to for survivors to share some of their truth and also uh, to share uh, some of the cultural aspects as well. You know, it's, it's interesting because I know... Uh, as a disabled person and people coming up and asking questions, which is very rare because people feel silly. Usually it's kids who point something because they don't understand. They see a white cane or whatever and understand our, our weakness in our society has always been, well, I know of it. I should know more. And the, the bashfulness, the embarrassed, because now I'm being asked where we've learned that people seem to pick up things by osmosis, if if something's on and they stop and say, well, that's interesting, what is this? Or they hear it a little past the headlines is what you want them to, to, to note. But it's an interesting way of making people or helping people have opportunities like tomorrow to learn in different ways in their own way. It really does add to it, doesn't it, Brenda? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we really encourage people in Canada to attend community community events and listen to survivors, hear their truth, make sure that you're getting information about Indigenous peoples in residential schools from reliable sources and from Indigenous peoples themselves. But, you know, on your point, I also want to sort of do a little plug for a survey that the NCTR is running right now to try to get a better sense of Um, how people in Canada, what they know about residential schools and the history, and importantly, how do people want to learn more? Because we're thinking always about trying to expand our programming and what we are teaching and how we convey that information. So if people go to the NCTR website, nctr.ca, and follow the links through our Truth and Reconciliation Week 2022, you can see our survey and provide some of that feedback of 
what is a meaningful and accessible way for different people to learn more about Mm -hmm. uh, residential schools and the history and taking action towards reconciliation. Throughout the year, um, we're kind of, to, to most of it, on our own journeys of how we are uh, learning about Indigenous communities, about residential schools, about our own history. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of us may not even be necessarily sharing um, what we're learning, what the progress is for ourselves. But tomorrow, on the National Day of, for Truth and Reconciliation, we can all take our moments um, and learnings and reflections and feel like we're all in it together. I'd say that that's a huge part of why this day is um, there, right, is, is happening. So how do you hope people and Canadians will observe the holiday? You know, uh, for me, there's sort of two aspects. One is I want to encourage people to take the opportunity to learn even if you know a lot about the history or you know a lot about Indigenous peoples, there's always more to learn. And so take this time on September 30th to learn, to remember the children who didn't make it home, to support communities in their grief and in their healing, but also the opportunity that a, a day set aside every year presents to us is it's that reminder. So tomorrow on September 30th, people can also make a commitment on what they want to do towards reconciliation for the next year. Make a commitment, make a plan. And then when National Day for Truth and Reconciliation 2023 comes along, you have an opportunity to stop and check in with yourself. How did your plan work out? In what ways were you successful in contributing to reconciliation in Canada? And where can you continue to support this work? I think it's it's such a wonderful opportunity we, we all have. There's so much out now that people can listen to those conversations, can go and, and, and learn about cultures, learn about experiences, and things that a lot of time uh, were obviously like, my gosh, this happened and, uh, you know, we can't allow that to happen again. And then we get off doing other things. So I think it's a tremendous thing when you suggest, just think what you can do. Yet No one's asking you to change everything overnight or be a part of, you know, huge change and do big things every day. But can you be a part of change and just do some things that you know are that difference? And, and a lot of time, Brenda, it, it's an attitudinal change, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, our conversation has also mentioned that none of this should be a solo journey, right? right? So as people are engaging in learning, share that information with other people, right? And so we need to make sure that this work of reconciliation does not fall to Indigenous peoples and Indigenous peoples organizations, right? Reconciliation is the work of all of Canada. Um, and so I think... You know, having that time to um, tomorrow on National Day for Truth and Reconciliation is, is that moment in time where we can come together in solidarity, where we'll see uh, walks, we'll see gatherings of people. But then you need to use that inspiration to mm -hmm. keep you going every day of the year. Yeah, um, on the show, when we talk to 
um, indigenous uh, people who are, you know, who've put out initiatives of any kind, right? Whether it be business endeavors or art based or media um, and uh, accessibility initiatives, just anything at all. There's something deeper to the understanding of the significance of that, the significance of um, and intention and depth of why we need to continue recognizing and celebrating these initiatives um, by indigenous peoples. Cause you know, before that, before understanding any of it, you might not have even recognized that to be a special thing. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, um, part of the learning that many Canadians have to engage in is the process of unlearning, right? Mm -hmm. And so recognizing, you know, I think we're all sharing our ages now. I'm in my 40s. You know, when I think about what I learned in grade school and through Mm -hmm. schools about Indigenous peoples and what I heard is not very accurate, right? So there's processes of unlearning and then there's also processes of just being a good ally which means making sure that you know as part of just what you do in life support a range of different people's and perspectives so make sure that you're following um you know new sources that uh, when you're learning about indigenous matters that you're learning about them from indigenous peoples as well and so just really recognizing it's important to um, as much as possible, particularly when we're talking about reconciliation, you know, spend the time and learn from Indigenous peoples, learn their stories, learn their truths, and then share those around. Absolutely. Uh, Brenda, this has been such a significant um, moment of the show for us. Thank you so much for taking the time and bringing us these insights. Thanks again for extending the invitation and and letting me share some of my thoughts and ideas with your audience. Absolutely. Of course. Brenda Gunn is the Academic and Research Director at the National Center for Truth and Reconciliation, joining us to talk about the second National Day for Truth and Reconciliation falling on uh, 2022, September 30th, and how we can show our support as Canadians to um, continue our learnings. And again, that lesson of let's start unlearning some of the things that we've learned. It's actually, in a lot of cases, a good thing, folks. Uh, We'll step aside for a moment. Coming up next, our guest for this week's roundtable conversation is John Melville, Vice President of Content uh, Content and Development and Programming at AMI for AMI-tv and audio. We'll be right back. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.